In a world gone mad, only rationality and common sense can save it. It's Andrew and Jerry Save the World with your hosts, Andrew Langer and Jerry Rogers. And now, here's Andrew and Jerry. Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Andrew and Jerry Save the World. Episode 51, Andrew and Jerry Take Down the UFOs. I'm Andrew Langer jerry rogers and and we are we are back at our own uh remote studios today not uh um not in the studios of the heritage foundation i want to say once again jerry i want to say thank you to uh john pop and the good folks of the heritage foundation they could not have been more gracious in their hosting we had we had a lot of fun there uh, i had a lot of fun there I, I, I think you did as well oh yeah and 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 i so enjoy john pop's presence he's yeah. a uh he's just a good guy He's a professional's professional, and yeah. and the fact that he did have the dinger in his yeah. office was 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 just yeah. fantastic. So uh, it's been a week, and obviously this is why you know you and I had a lengthy discussion last week, and I think you you made some excellent points regarding the Chinese balloon. Uh, no sooner had that podcast been put in the can um, than then all of a sudden we start just shooting down stuff in the air. Uh, by the way, Jerry, how do you pronounce the word N-O-R-A-D? NORAD. NORAD, right? You and I both watched war games when we were kids. We know sure. that N-O-R-A-D is NORAD. I heard right. a young reporter on NBC, and I was trying to find the clip and I couldn't. A young reporter from NBC uh, pronounced it NORAD. That's Again, what... <laughs> it's it's the it, 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 there you go. That's the state of journalism. Yes, it is today. It's 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 absolutely ridiculous. Where, uh, <laughs> where you have, it's very similar. It's funny, you know how yeah. how issues conflate. The public school system. This is, I, I'm going to come. I'm going to bring it back. I there promise. you go. Okay. The, All right. The, pub, the, the public school system in this country is failed. Uh, right. Recent headlines from Baltimore City. About over, you know, well, tens of thousands, 93,000 children can't do reading or, or math proficiently. Right. 20, 23 schools testing, not one student uh, tested at grade level. I mean, it's crisis. Right. And the political leadership uh, will not uh, take responsibility. But part of the problem is, and I'll get and I'll make the connection to journalism, sure. is is that uh, the public school system is captured uh, by the educational establishment. So uh, if you want to teach, you have to uh, be licensed and you have to be registered and you have to have a teaching a teaching degree of some sort. And that creates a captured uh, a captured um, uh, 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 a class of work and, and system. And unfortunately, many of these teachers or many of these individuals, they want to change the world. And they're and they're woke and they're progressive. And so they go and they get their degree in education. This is why we have a failed system. If you are no, a if you are expert in yeah. algebra, math, English, history, you should be able to take a proficiency test. If you have a BA or a master's degree in a topic, you should be able to teach public school in that topic. Sure. Similarly, in media, people go to journalism school, so-called journalism school, or get degrees in, in journalism because they want to change the world. And they're not expert in anything. And this is the problem but, but here's, here's yeah, in both. The, yeah, here's the problem. Right. And I'm going right. to also tie these two things together. 
we had a fundamental change in our education system. And again, I would say probably around 30 years ago. So around the time you and I were in college. Now, it used to be that that you would use um, uh, young education, elementary and, and secondary education uh, to teach kids about the world and to teach kids how to do things, right? How to do math, how to read, things of that nature. And then you would go to college and college was supposed to teach you how to think. But running through all of this is supposed to be some kind of promotion of intellectual curiosity. You were supposed to be a curious kid. And if you were a curious kid, that was supposed to be rewarded. Um, right. Right? We wanted kids to think about things and think about the why of things. But the problem with agendaizing in schools yeah. and propagandizing and indoctrination is that when you indoctrinate, you're not teaching people to be curious. In fact, you're teaching them to be just the opposite. You're teaching them and you are, in fact, punishing them when they are intellectually curious. Sure. So you're absolutely correct, right? You know, someone who was the product of, and I don't know if this reporter is the product of public schools or private schools or what have you, but the prop, but she is the product of an environment in which people are not intellectually curious anymore. Again, something you and I have talked about. I was talking to a, a friend of ours last week, in fact, about this as well. You know, you and I spent a lot of time talking about the grifter class and right. and and specific people who are allowed to stay within. Uh, political movements, even though there are folks who know there's a lot of debate going on about a whole bunch of folks at the grifter class right now uh, in conservative circles. And and I made this point to our friend that, that this is, again, people are not intellectually curious. They don't do the work anymore. They're not willing to vet. They just sort of go along. And so it allows the, the grifters. To, oh, we've gotten very, very far afield here, Jerry, of where, where I know. We and, 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 yeah. and the bottom, the bottom, the, the bottom line on this is that and we see this now in survey after survey. You have groups like Minding the Campus and other and other groups, um, the American Mind, uh, Law and Liberty. There's a host of intellectual uh, uh, factories, think tanks that are doing research on this. And the fact is, uh, children uh, from uh, elementary school to high school, but then young adults, young adults in um, in university, uh, tell 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 these researchers. And these surveys, they are afraid right. to speak their mind. They are afraid to ask questions. And again, this is this is because we have this uh, that we we have politicized. Uh, we have uh, we have we have injected diversity, equity, inclusion, religiosity into the education system and into back to where we started into journalism. You know, I'm hoping that someone is going to do research. You and I, again, we did a, uh, we did a whole show a couple of weeks ago about, about diversity and the impact of diversity. And, and I've, we talked about this and I've, I've talked about this at length over the years, about something I recognized when I was a teenager, which is that when you highlight the difference in people, right? And you make it all about the differences in people. You serve to divide them. We now have this study, Jerry, that that among adolescent women, there is an epidemic of anxiety and yeah. depression. Yes. And, and I'm wondering if that's trauma this has to do that. Well, the, yeah. with trauma, but but I'm, but but the anxiety and depression, I'm, I'm wondering whether or not this has to do with this idea of separating people out and and and, you know, uh, again, this I it, well, and then some of it, of course, has to do with social media and the the emphasis on the number of likes that Look, something gets. But it's, sorry, go it, ahead. again, but but again, that goes to the broader issue where where we are objectifying 
uh, and we are separating uh, uh, our lives from this idea of truth. Yeah. Uh, again, the, the 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 Washington Post of all places and the New York Times have covered this uh, this story about about women uh, in terms of the anxiety and 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 stress. Uh, a lot of this is is uh, is 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 the result of the very policies and propaganda that the right. New York Times and the Washington Post promote. This is what I'm saying. There's also, uh, again, it's up at real clear policy today, uh, and that is women are, are again, in these private surveys, and, and there's these groups um, uh, at, at Harvard University, uh, a think tank called Populous, uh, doing uh, doing research in terms of 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 what people will admit to privately, but sure. but the opposite uh, the Bradley, when they are asked the Bradley The Bradley effect. Right. Yeah. And and uh, it's, it's it's turning out that that young girls uh young girls i mean high school age girls are being forced uh, into sexual relationships yeah. literally being forced uh, engaging in intimacy they're not ready for and a lot of this has to do uh, with the impact of hollywood of pornography of 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 again of the reign of relativism well we we really do I, have a sick sick culture there was this there was this essay that a woman wrote a few months back about that very issue someone who was a, a longtime feminist leftist probably an intersectional so I don't remember, but sort of talking about the idea of, you know, there was this whole pushback against the concept of slut shaming. And, and she felt over all of these years of, of sexual experimentation, which was supposed to be empowering to her. Right. She just felt debased and degraded. You know, it's a, the other part. Because of we have, also- because, because we have stigmatized stigma. Yes. Now, yes. I'm not I'm not saying that we should never forgive. There's not redemption that people make mistakes. But the fact of the matter is we're teaching young girls. Uh, we are we are in, we're in, in imprinting on them this wrong idea that they should be expressing well, themselves yeah. this way. And this is empowering. I don't know. I think some of this has existed in, you know, in the wake of the 1960s. There was a lot of this. Of course. That was coming right. out. But I right. think it has been weaponized now because of the internet and social media. And there was also pushback from uh, from segments of culture. Well, that sure. doesn't that, look. I mean, that's look, the look, issue. Look, that's look at, the central right. issue. And, is, that, and, is that is that the folks who had pushed back on that have been demonized and ostracized and right. otherized for so many years and made to be ridiculed. You know, it. it, it you, again, you look at all you have to do. Right. All you have to look. All you have to do is look at the uh, evolution of programming on MTV from 1981 to 2023. And you can see how this has changed. You know, my wife, Erica, uh, and this is going back now years uh, when she was uh, at Fordham university, she did a paper once addressing this issue. And this is back now, back in the nineties. And uh, essentially the paper was uh, we've gone from the Beatles. I want to hold your hand uh, to, I want your sex. Yes. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, from, was, you know, and that was in college, right? Because that was the that right. was the big thing, yes. right? And 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 again, you know, uh, this goes back to these larger cultural issues. I know we want to get back to these uh, these objects being uh, being uh, shot from the air, but again, the issue even even with these balloons or objects, UFOs being shot down, the the, the problem here again is 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 a problem of journalism and transparency. Yes. Uh, the the president is being remarkably 
uh, obtuse about this and and non-transparent about it. And I understand if there's national security issues. Well, it gets but, into what you and I again we're talking about with the Chinese balloon. But go ahead. Right. Yeah. But but now we're getting reports that that uh, that we're just shooting stuff down. That right. these the, the, the in fact these might be U.S. weather mechanisms in the sky, and that's the problem. Uh, when when you have misinformation or you have conflicting information, it is the responsibility of the White House of our political leadership to bring some kind of clarity. You don't have to be uh, completely uh, sure. naked in terms of what you reveal, but there needs to be some transparency and some information given to the American people. By the way, what's interesting in, in this is the is the you know as we we talk about the evolution of stories and the evolution of narratives. You know, there was the narrative. In the wake of right, I, it was it was in the weekend between when the balloon was um, uh, really spotted by civilians, and the story became a, a big a big news story, and when it was finally shot down on that Sunday off the coast of Myrtle Beach, and you remember the story was well. All of these things happened under under the Trump administration, and the Trump administration didn't do anything about it. And and but again, you know what? Inter interesting, you say that because we don't know if that's true or not. Well, no, no, no. But here's what we do now know, Jerry. We okay. now know is that yes, they were launching things, but our equipment wasn't detecting. It wasn't something that the Trump administration did, but it was just the way that our equipment was was. Um, Sorry. So alive. let me understand. Let, let me wrap my head around yeah. this. So we we're saying in in in, in February of 2023. That when these uh, when these flying objects, these balloons, these spy balloons were being flown over the U.S., say, four, five, six, seven years ago, uh, that we had no capacity, uh, no means by which to detect them. Well, I'm not saying that we had no means, but, you know, it's like, you know, something Hunt for Red October was on this morning. Right. But how do we know that's true? Well, we, the, honey, oh, that's what I get to. I talk to Jerry so much that every once in a while I'll call him. Oh, come on, dear. How do we know that that's true? We know, it, Jerry, we don't. All I know is what's being reported. Might but why? Be but, of, but, hold but, on, hold on. Let me make yeah, my point, though. But why would we say that? Why would the Pentagon admit that? It makes no sense. Because they're because they're scrambling for narratives. My my point in all of this is, is that at the, the immediate reaction was the whataboutism. Oh, and I want to talk about. Well, they, ah, ding, ding, yes. ding. That's the reason why they said this. Yes. Not because it, it, it it's true. It might it may be true. It may not be true. But they were trying to deflect, which goes well, to our larger point. But originally, that, but see, my, no, no, yeah. here's my point, Jerry. So originally, they were trying to deflect. Then they finally had to admit, well, we just didn't know. We didn't know what they were. Our equipment was saying that it was something else, right? It, because a slow-moving object at that level is is you know, it's not something that they're necessarily looking for. I know. They're I'm looking sorry. For, I'm right, sorry, because... but th there's something unbelievable. Uh, it smacks of being untruthful. Okay, but when the, when, the, when, the, when the Pentagon says that, well, we knew it, we were, we knew it was there. We didn't know what it was, but we didn't go and look at it. But yeah, yes, but, it, but my it doesn't... point is, but Jerry, again, sort of going back to 1986 and Matthias Roost flying a Cessna 172 uh, and landing it in Red Square and getting through the entire Soviet defense network, um, you know, was hard to believe. And yet it happened. Uh, and so well, because you know, he, flew, our, it, 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 he flew under on under the radar. Right. But my, that uh, yes. But, but the, the thing is, that's that's what I'm saying, is that when you're not looking for a Cessna 172, 
you know, when you're looking for heat signatures and I, launch I, signatures, I, I get your point. That's what I'm saying. I mean, one would but, think that in, but, hold on, that in the almost 40 years since Matthias Roost, we would in the United States of America and at NORAD, a NORAD have a better capability of seeing these things. Right. But, but, um, but, but here's, here's my pushback. And yes. that is if we missed it, missed, right. Missed it in the past. Uh, if we could not decipher, if we did not engage, if we did not attempt to investigate the Pentagon, whoever is released, if that's true, right? And the, and the Pentagon is publicly admitting to that, then whoever is running the Pentagon should be fired immediately. I, why yeah, no, listen, why, why listen, would you let our you? enemy know? Why would you let our enemy know? Oh, by the way. Uh, we did not detect these Jerry, things again. Never attribute to malice that can just as easily be attributed to stupidity. I mean, and I we are they, seeing they, stupidity they, up and down, uh, up and down right now with with yeah. all of this. I mean, we I got I got I got audio of of Joe Biden. I can play. I mean, you know. Anyway, I this is this is what's interesting to me. Just I want to focus on the story itself and the the shootdowns over the weekend. And the bizarre fact that we held that the Pentagon held a press conference, I guess it's not bizarre. I think it gets to our point that the Pentagon held a press conference during the Super Bowl about this. There is nobody, Jerry, who was doing any kind of an artist's rendition, a sketch of the things that got shot down between uh, between Friday and and Tuesday. Which I find I find fascinating. I'm trying to go online to see if anybody has any kind of concept as to what it is that they might have shot down. You know, we're all making jokes. I made my I made my Harry Potter. It was Harry Potter's flying car that was shot down over Alaska, um, and yet nobody nobody is talking about what it might be. I mean, they're saying that again. They're saying what it isn't. Go ahead. I, again, I, I think this whole episode. Uh, goes to our larger point that we make almost every program. And that is, is that the news media is nothing but a propaganda right. arm of the progressive movement of the Democratic Party. And the fact of the matter is, is that the Biden administration is caught on its heels. The, the Pentagon has made the issue worse. Look, there's a, fr again, front page story of Politico right. where, where our vice president says that Oh, these spying objects uh, in no way impacts our relationship with China. <laughs> what? Well, OK, I mean, but I see again, I have a feeling that just nobody's briefed Kamala Harris on this. But, I, no, but again, but but but, you know, we're so concerned uh, with uh, genitalia and with transgenderism uh, and equi equity politics and queer theory uh, that here is a function, national security. And the uh, the Biden administration uh, is is ill prepared. It goes right. to, again, yes. uh, the big conversation, at least we had and some on the right have had where you have this uh, very suspicious uh, train uh, derailment right. with noxious, noxious chemical fumes. Uh, and it's one of of several derailments uh, uh, of late. Right. Uh, and and Peter, Peter Pete Buttigieg, who's the secretary of transportation, uh, is at a is at a, a forum and he's literally talking about uh, uh, how there are too many white men in construction. Meanwhile, there is uh, this uh, calamity, this disaster in Ohio. Yes. And it looks like 
it looks like there might be some uh, something going on with uh, these attacks on our infrastructure. But yet the 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 person who is charged with this is talking about uh, equity politics and and racial uh, racial uh, theory and all the rest of the progressive nonsense. It's, we, we we are being led. Uh, by children, I, I think folks I, with the mentality of children. Listen, I think, and I'm going to say this tongue in cheek, but I think I need to start bringing over some kind of a a tinfoil hat, you know, to put on as I start talking about conspiracy theories, just to try to lighten up the mood a little bit. But let's talk about what you're talking about, Jerry, which is and let's tie a bunch of things together. We have had at least one incursion by a Chinese spy balloon. By the way, we now know that it was definitely a spy balloon because it was launched from Hainan Island, which is not a scientific research facility, but a military facility. We know that it was being tracked from its launch. So, so we talk, we know, we know that that's going on there. We know that there have been a spate of mysterious fires at various food processing plants, uh, both by the way, meat and, and eggs, part of why those things have, have spiked. We now have this train derailment in Ohio. We have these other train derailments elsewhere. Um, at the same time, right? You know, we've got anyway. So to me, we cannot take these things. And to your point, we cannot take these things just in a vacuum of governmental incompetence and competence on the part of the Biden administration. We have to take it into the fact of our enemies know that the Biden administration is incompetent. Therefore, it gives them license to engage in all kinds of malfeasance. Now, I'm not saying that all of these are attacks on American soil by our enemies. What I'm saying is that they both illustrate the vulnerabilities that we have and very much could be attacks on uh, various vulnerable points within American society. Let me let, 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 let me say this. And, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to go 30,000 feet just just uh, so. Uh, right at the level, Jerry, between uh, uh, one cylindrical object and the octagonal object got shot down. The um, the 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 enemies of the United States, yes. China, uh, uh, very, you know, uh, uh, Iran, Russia, um, uh, Russia. Uh, these are these are uh, serious efforts, and these nations uh, aren't engaged in the. Uh, in the uh, cultural issues, uh, uh, the gender issues, the uh, the race issues yeah. uh, that that seems to have the entire American elite class uh, uh, preoccupied, right? whether yes. it whether it's corporate America. And I keep on thinking about this. I think the next time that I'm told by uh, by by a corporate entity with which I'm associated to sit and take a diversity, equity, and inclusion training <laughs> manual. I'm going to flat out say no, because yeah. it's it's a religion. I'm not going to sit here. You wouldn't expect me uh, at a corporation uh, to have my colleagues sit and hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. But yet I'm expected to sit and uh, and hear the gospel according to uh, 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 critical race theory or diversity, equity, and inclusion. My point is this. Yes. Is that and this is the 30,000 foot level, uh, we are engaged in this uh, uh, in this effort to uh, erase uh, 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 Western civilization. Yeah. Remember this, citizenship matters. 
Oh. Uh, it was it was the Greeks, I think, seventh century BC, somewhere around there, uh, where where it was the Greeks who moved away from tribalism, away from the kin, the clan. That's where your allegiance went to, uh, to this idea that, no, uh, we, we give our allegiance to something greater than ourselves, uh, uh, the state, the city state. Uh, and, and a lot of this was because of property, because what was happening yeah. is, is that uh, the governments or the elites were coming in and taking property. And they were like, well, wait a second. No, uh, there has to be some some rule in place where I can I, I can take this property and give it to my sons or or it stays in my family. Sure. So so citizen citizenship developed. Uh, and and there were rights and responsibilities uh, citizens had. And this, of course, started uh, with the Greeks, extended to the Romans, uh, and then ended up uh, in Philadelphia in 1776. Uh, the idea of of uh, the ideal America is an ideal based upon these rights, but also based on meritocracy. Yeah, uh, the idea that right. we're not we're not all equal in terms of I'm fat. Uh, you're you're skinny. Uh, your IQ is different than mine. I might have a disability that you don't have. I might have the gift of longevity. You might die early. The fact of the matter is, no one in humankind we're not equal. Right. Uh, but however, meritocracy makes up for that. It allows you uh, to be uh, to, to engage in the market where hmm. where everyone is better off, but some people might be more better off than sure. others. Sure, right. And what we have is since the 1960s in Western Western civilization in Europe, uh, Western Europe, and, and and in the Americas, is this idea to undo uh, to undo this, and we see we see the effects in America where uh, where we have tribalism. America is largely, especially in blue states, is becoming tribal again. Right. We are we are going backwards, not forwards. What's the phrase I like to use? We are. We are we advancing, are pro- we are progressively advancing backwards. Just just to illustrate this in, in, in terms of the, the news. Remember not long ago, uh, there was this hot mic moment uh, where Latino uh, city council members uh, in Los Angeles right. were lamenting uh, that uh, that these black people, uh, that these gay people, uh, that they were being represented re- represented uh, on the council. Uh, at a rate lower than their proportion in the population. Right. And they saw this again. They saw this not as you're a citizen of Los Angeles, but rather you have an allegiance to your clan, to your kin. Yes. This is what we're this is where we're moving backwards to. And again, to bring it back to where we're going, the Chinese don't engage in this. The uh, the uh, the Iranian mullahs aren't engaged in this nonsense. The Russians aren't engaged in this nonsense. And and this is why it's not just incompetence with the Biden administration. It is that they are focused on the wrong things. Progressivism, academia, corporate America, the Pentagon, the Pentagon cares more about about transgendered Marines than they do about whether or not we are identifying uh, a spying objects Trans- in our airspace. Marines making sure that uh, making sure that our our jets are using renewable fuels, right. electric right. vehicles. All, but but Jerry, it's interesting because one of the things I was scrambling, folks saw me put on my glasses. I, I pulled up there was a, a great book, a classic book that came out uh, a, a long time ago called "At Dawn We Slept." which is essentially an uncovering as to why why this government missed Pearl Harbor in the in the days leading up to December 1941 
And, and that's exactly it. We are distracted by these other things, uh, focused on these. Other, again, again, social media and conformity and all of these things, we are so wound up in those things that we miss everything else. I want to add something to this. Again, because, by the way, Jerry, I am going to tease this out. Um, you know, Jerry and I, because I've mentioned this before. Jerry and I had been talking about the podcast and where the podcast stands at, at, you know, 50 episodes in. And we were at one point thinking about changing the name. Can I say this, Jerry? Do you not want me to talk about this? No, of course. Say sure. it. And so one of the things we were talking about was changing the name of the podcast to thinking out loud, thinking out loud with Andrew and Jerry, because that's essentially what we do because we have a conversation and, and this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to pull on the threads so that we can discern some kind of uh, conclusions about it. Jerry just said something really interesting. Talking about trying to draw a line between ancient Rome and ancient Greece, ancient Greece and ancient Rome, uh, through to Magna Carta, which is where right. Jerry was going on the citizenship thing and property, uh, uh, to 1776 and the issue of meritocracy. Right. Um, one of the things he, he you know, was, was talking about and what he, Jerry is alluding to uh, is the idea that 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 we had in America? America was founded on the ideal that we had a quality of opportunity, or it was an ideal, right? I'm not saying that it was that that's the right. way it was. That's the way it was supposed to be. And in fact, from essentially from 1776 until I will say not just 1976, but let's say 1985, 1986, so 210 years we were striving towards this idea of trying to create a quality of opportunity. And then, and then probably sometime around 1965, 66 uh, with the implementation of Johnson's great society and the things leading up to that, the issue of equality of opportunity wasn't what people wanted anymore. Right. They wanted something called equality of outcome. Now we can talk about equity. It's in well, other words, yes, equity. But equality of outcome and equity. Let me get to my point though. Yeah. Which, which is to say it's, it's, it's Marxist ideology. It has its roots in Marxism. We've talked about this at length. Um, but let me get to this point, Jerry. I'll fast forward to it. You're going to love this. When you are working to guarantee equality of outcome as opposed to equality of opportunity, you can manipulate the outcome. And sure. you are, in effect, you are the ones picking winners and losers in a marketplace. This yes. is why, this is why, right. and you you and I talk about this again right. all the time, where where it's not hypocrisy where you find Governor Newsom, California Governor Newsom, at a restaurant uh, when he has ordered restaurants closed or right. he's wearing no mask. Uh, and he's and he's he, one foot away from someone when he's ordered uh, mask mandates and separation by 12 feet. That's not hypocrisy. It's hierarchy. You see, this yes, is the thing. That's exactly right. Not only are they picking winners and losers, but they've insulated themselves from the consequences. Right. If you gin it into the system, if you if you gin the picking of winners and losers into the system, then the folks who control the system can always win. Right. That's sure. exactly it. And when you give government the opportunity right. or the ability yes. to transfer huge At sums COVID, of money yeah. from right. the public fisc into certain people's pockets, well, then certain people and, get 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 their money, and that's and, where you get corruption. And, and for the average American, uh, COVID revealed this in a very real way. Oh, and I I've got a good post COVID right? story. That I, I mean, go and to, yeah. and but but the thing is, is that but let's 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 break it down. Um, uh, 
we talk about on on this program too often uh, Baltimore City, right? Uh, but but Baltimore City, New York City, uh, Philadelphia, uh, Los Angeles. You have these progressive mayors, these progressive prosecutors, uh, and and that have created over the last over the last several years really a dystopian city. Whereas just five, six, seven years ago, America was was uh, still. Uh, benefiting from this urban renaissance from the fixing broken windows revolution, the 90s into the 2000s. Uh, but today, uh, cities have become really dystopian. We see a rise in violence, right. but but largely or, or, or almost totally, the elites uh, are are not feeling the impact. They live in gated communities. They have private security. Their their children go to private schools. Uh, they don't have to engage in the market. They're not entrepreneurs. They don't have to make a payroll. So the impact of of their of their progressive policies of their DEI Listen, policies has no impact on them. I got two things because I want I want to talk about Baltimore in a second, but I, I'm going to tell a quick story. I am trying to put together an event in advance of CPAC, um, and it's something that you you and I have done in the past. And there's one restaurant right across the street that I actually I've decided I, I would very much like to use. It's it, and I'm not going to give out the name of the restaurant, but it's right across the street from the Gaylord Hotel. And they are no longer now. This is a restaurant in Prince George's County in Maryland. So I blame Larry Hogan and I blame the Prince George's County executive. They are no longer, Jerry. This restaurant is not only no longer, as clear as I can tell, accepting reservations for private parties. They're not accepting reservations at all, which is bizarre. They're only taking um, uh, uh, guests on a first-come, first-served basis. And I can only imagine it's because they are still smarting from or reeling from the, the COVID policies that shut so many restaurants down. Let me, let me ask you a question about Baltimore, because this gets into the press laziness and the stilted press and the issue. So story appears in the Baltimore Sun um, the ethics complaints against the city council president, Nick Mosby, still are allowed to stand, right? And they're, they, he has not been able to get them to be overturned. I find it very interesting that in the Baltimore Sun story, there is no mention, and I know you think that the charges against Marilyn Mosby are bullshit, and I'm inclined to agree with you. Sorry about that, Geraldine. Um, Mar Mar Marilyn Mosby, again, just for our listeners, yeah. uh, has been uh, charged with federal crimes uh, that she misled uh, her bank uh, and lenders on uh, uh, claiming pa hardship, paperwork, covert paperwork, hardship, paperwork violations. Yeah, right, yes. right, right. To get a mortgage, she lied on her on her on her paperwork. Right. But my my point is, there is no mention, scant mention. I mean, are they still together? Are Marilyn and Nick Mosby still together? We do know. Do we know this? Because there's no mention. Is Nick Mosby is accused of improper activity with regards to his legal defense fund. There is near, zero mention in the Baltimore Sun article that Mosby's wife, the former prosecutor for the city of Baltimore, is also under is under federal investigation, which is, you know, you it gets to this situation where this is how larcenies are allowed to continue, right? They have this power. There's no check on power. There's no diversity of ideas. Um, and, and the press, which should be, engaging in some kind of accountability is no longer doing it. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jerry. Well, I, again, I'm, I'm amazed uh, at the lack of holding elected officials accountable. It used to be, you know, this was what a journalist wanted. They wanted to have their, uh, their Bernstein, uh, uh, Woodward Woodward Bernstein, Bernstein moment. moment. Uh, and, and, and however, I think, again, I think what happened, two things happened. Uh, there was the election of Barack Obama. 
And I remember uh, if you go back into 2008 and then, of course, right. into 2009, uh, many mainstream journalists uh, at the at, at CNN and 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 again we could we could Google these names, but very serious uh, uh, journalists uh, began to admit, no, it's our responsibility right. now to make sure that the first black man elected president is successful, and so the even the veneer of objectivity uh, went by the wayside. And then fast forward eight years, uh, we got the in my mind. Uh, uh, Trump is a carbon copy, the opposite side of the same coin as Barack Obama, narcissistic. Uh, uh, and, and in terms of me, uh, it's it's about me, not the party, about me, not the nation. Right. Very similar. But regardless, uh, so we had we had a journalist admitting that it was their duty, their obligation, their yes. job to make sure that the black president, the first black president was successful. Then when Trump's elected, they then admitted once again that it was their responsibility not to cover the issues fairly, but rather to 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 subjectively, uh, proactively go after Donald Trump. And right. so what happens now is we have Andrew, we're talking about how since 2009, uh, this is we're, we're talking about uh, 13 years, uh, 14, 14 years of journalism. Uh, uh, telling us exactly what they're doing. And that is, is that right. they are rigging the game. It's not about accountability. This is why, this is why a child like Brandon Scott, the mayor of the mayor of Baltimore city, I don't care what people think Baltimore city, uh, Philadelphia city. Uh, these are important centers of, of, of course. Former, these, these are important cities, Chicago, and and what we see in Chicago, we just I, I mentioned to you before we started, uh, O'Hare Airport has been taken over uh, by uh, by the homeless. It's dystopian. You call the police, they refuse to help. That's Chicago. San, San Francisco is throwing San up Francisco. its hands and dealing up with this problem. Now they want to they want to legalize prostitution, right? And have and essentially, and they've said this have drug tourism. Now I don't know if that's just weed or if it's weed and right. heroin and other things. But again, it's it's this it's 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 not it's one but, of the situations here. Yes, I'm sorry. Go just ahead. real quick, because I mentioned Brandon Scott. Let me just finish on Brandon yeah. Scott. And that is this is an individual who is I, I don't I, I don't think he's 40 years old yet. So this is a man in his elected. He's in his he's in his 30s, mid 30s, now in his late 30s, elected mayor of an important city. Uh, he has never done anything. He's not married He's not a husband. He's not a father. He has no children. He's never started a business. Uh, he's never he's never engaged uh, in in the private sector whatsoever. He's never held a private sector job. He's never served his country. He's never worked as a plumber's apprentice. Right. He's literally done nothing, zero nada in his entire career, right. but uh, be engaged in the Baltimore city uh, politics political machine. Right. And he's 38, and yet, by the way, Jerry, he's 38 years old. And yet uh, he he is he's and, and he's leading the city as right. as someone who doesn't know how to lead. You know, but yet the Baltimore Sun and myriad other media outlets refuse to hold him accountable. Here's the this thing is a problem, gets, a crisis of journalism. Let me explain to folks part of the reason why stuff like this offends me and Jerry. And I'm going to speak for you in a second. For, for you. Hey, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a, a timeline of, of train derailments. In just the past couple of weeks, there's been eight trail. There uh, you go. Okay. Eight. Again, get into this. And isn't it interesting? Eight derailments at the same time. We've got 
chicken uh, eggplants right. to poultry now, plants catching you, on fire. You, you want to go back to 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 what to to what to 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 Brandon Scott, but just real quick. Yeah. On derailments, and we can get to it later. My father worked for 35 years for right. New York City Transit Authority. A derailment was a major event uh, where you would bring in the, the policing right. functions, the investigatory functions, the engineers, and you would this would be this would be a everyone hands on deck. We can't even get the news to properly uh, give us the information as to what's happening in Ohio. I didn't know about I'm, these other derailments. I'm, uh, I'm going to apologize to everybody, Jerry. I'm sorry if, if you hear the dog in the background. Uh, uh, of course, the landscapers have shown up outside the studio right now. And so my uh, my 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 dog is, of course, going going no crazy. Worries. I noticed that when I listen to the uh, Jordan Peterson podcast, I can hear his birds. Good. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to know. As long as, as long as I'm a good company here, let's explain for a moment why stuff like this offends me and Jerry so much. All right. Jerry and I can talk about the, the politics till the cows come home. Um, and, and we, you, Jerry and I have both been involved in politics, right? Politics. I, I, I say is the is the function by which we get people elected to office and sort of the machinations that go into getting votes done and things like that. But Jerry and I have also, more importantly, at least for me, I came to a realization a number of years ago, I got very tired of, and, and, and politics can be exhausting, that the policy stuff was so much more important to me because yes. policy is about solving problems. And you look at the things that are facing the electorate. Now, politics can be used to help solve those problems, right? The the horse trading that goes in, the compromises that go into getting legislation done. But if you're patently uninterested in solving those problems, then what good is all of this stuff? It's just it is yeah. just this is Jerry, I, this is yeah, I, I answer, yeah. This is how we get into tribalism. Let me just give a quick a quick example of something that really bothered me. Um a couple of years back. Um that Mayor Catherine Pugh, the former mayor of Baltimore, who was convicted on a host of corruption charges, um, one of the things that she was involved in was she owned a business with the, I think, similarly corrupt uh, comptroller of the city of Baltimore. Um, and one of the business, there was a boutique and there were allegations that people were buying in the same way that there are allegations that the art world is being used to launder money to uh, influential figures. There's an allegation like that against under Biden um, that people were buying gift certificates, fake gift certificates to this boutique that they knew would never be redeemed. Right. Um, and that was one of the ways that, that uh, these two were winning their pockets. That's the allegation. And so I said, you know something, I've got a real problem with this. And it also came up with the Nick and Marilyn Mosby situation where Marilyn Mosby was creating a, um, a, a, a travel business, right? A, 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 a people of color oriented travel business. And I made the proposal because this is what I do. This is what Jerry and I do. When we think about things, we think about how do we solve these problems? Well, how about rule number one ought to be if you are an elected city official in the city of Baltimore and you're making over X number of dollars, uh, you can't have an outside business. It is presumed if you're making you're, a quarter, you're making a quarter million dollars a year. Yes. Marilyn right. Mosby was making a quarter million dollars a year, and yet she still established right. one or two or three uh, other businesses. Right. And my my point is my point is is that it is presumed if you're making over X number of dollars 
that that role is your full-time job, right? Something you and I have discussed in the context of other employment, Jerry. And right. I made this proposal to someone who was very well-versed in a colleague of ours, very folks can figure out who it is, a colleague who's very well-versed in uh, Baltimore politics and politics in the city of Maryland. And he was, he didn't like the idea for whatever reason. He said, no, it won't really solve anything. And it's unfair to the politicians and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't care if it's unfair to the politicians. They take on a right. public trust when they run for office in the same way, right? If you run for Congress, you're not supposed to all, you're not supposed to have an outside business. You're not supposed to be making boatloads of money outside of this. So anyway, I, I just, but it gets down to exactly what you're talking about, Jerry, the issue of elites and creating rules that exist for them and not for anybody else. Yeah. And, 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 and the bottom line is, is that it doesn't have to be this way. Uh, we don't have to have cities awash in crime. Uh, look, uh, two or three days ago in New York, a lunatic in a U-Haul uh, decided to run into crowds of people, uh, killing a uh, killing a father and injuring myriad others. We have a crazed gunman, uh, gunman, gunman, uh, uh, going to the University of Michigan and going into cafeteria and through school buildings and shooting up and murdering people. Uh, this is now. Uh, we had a woman. Uh, again, just a, a week or so ago, uh, who strangled three of her own children. There is evil. And and it, I, I mentioned these three because the woman who strangled her children, murdered her children, she, she arranged it so her husband would have to leave the house. She planned this. And when the husband left the house, she murdered her seven-year-old, her five-year-old, and her eight-month-old. Those stories Strang are always strangled them. I know. And then, you know, and then of course, just recently in New York, you have this, this lunatic driving through a crowd of people. Uh, and then you have just recently the gunman uh, who uh, uh, this rampage at the University of Michigan. Here's my point. In every instance, uh, there are signs. In every instance, there are uh, mechanisms that, that should have been in place to deal with this. But we have now decided like for instance this woman it's gross i see it on social media well you know she was suffering from from postpartum well you know it's not her fault she was on all of these medications we have decided the, our culture has decided not to blame the criminal it's the gun uh it's the mental illness uh, it is the a big pharma. There's there's something or someone always. It's racism. Right. It's redlining. Uh, it is. It's always something else. And we have to decide as a culture that yes, there are these other circumstances that feed into the criminal justice system. I get it. But but at the end of the day, if you murder your children. Uh, it's not the fault of big pharma. It's your fault. If you plow through a crowd of people uh, and you murder someone, it's not because you're distraught and mentally ill. Or, or in the case of this shooter, why, Andrew, why are we allowing the criminally violent insane to wander our well, streets? Well, that's, that, that's, that's the real essence of the issue, Jerry. I mean, setting aside the, the issues of, of you know, the Prozac nation, uh, by the way, and I believe the woman who wrote Presignation killed herself. Um, but but you know, setting aside uh, that that horrific crime, the issues of the, what, part of what we're talking about here is the failure of 
law enforcement to act, given the surrealistic nature that we've sort of uh, circumstances that we've created, right? It, it, the the guy who was the the is now the alleged the accused shooter in Michigan, right? He he had no right to own a gun, no right to have a gun. He was convicted, right? Uh, uh, and and had it knocked back by a prosecutor. Hold on right. for a second. Yeah. Again, going back to so many of these mass shooting incidents, right? The Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, of which we're now at the anniversary of, right? Right now, it's it's what five years since Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. Um, you know that that guy was on law enforcement's radar screen. Um, the 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 gunman down in Texas. There was a gunman down in Texas. I mean, all of these things. There is this failure again because we've created this grasp of of policy that that makes no sense in the real world. Right, and and, and again, we can we can we, we can we can make this very simple, and that and that say is that we have decided as a culture not to hold people accountable, and it, it ranges. Right, look at the Baltimore City school system and its failure, uh, failure to keep its own kids safe. Well, a principal, a principal at Edmondson Westside High School, where a student was murdered during the day. His response was, uh, well, there's nothing I can do. I can't. Yes, they're supposed to stay on campus, but I can't keep them on campus. So there's no accountability. Right. There was but, this but, there yeah. was this crime in Towson over the weekend. Right. There was a, I don't know if it was a shooting or, or what it was. But uh, but, you know, there are folks calling for the, 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 the response of the government is or the response of the left is to say, OK, late night businesses you have to come up with a crime prevention right. plan. Well, in Baltimore, the same thing. The, yeah. the, the, but right. but, this, is, but yes. this is not just, yeah. this is happening everywhere. Yeah. And and my point is, is that we have to hold people accountable. We yeah. have, we have, again, this is fairly recent uh, where uh, criminal justice reform, uh, when you and I used to talk about this before it became a popular issue, we were talking about, uh, you know, allowing prosecutors some, discretion right. allowing judges a uh, discretion that these rules like three strikes and you're out uh we're not we're not we're, we're not going to do anything in terms of crime but rather uh harsh sentences swift justice this is what uh, uh you know fair but harsh right but, but also Tough swift, but fair swiftness though um uh, uh the, these things mattered but now criminal justice reform means that well we don't want to incarcerate Look, yes. Look at the guns. Well, I mean, yes, it yes, it is transformed at, into the most extreme right. and so, and right. satirical you, you, view. Eugene Robertson has a piece today in the Washington Post. It's it's it's, it's entitled simply uh, uh, "Take Away the Guns." This is the mentality: take away the guns. However, when there's opportunity for progressive politicians to take away the guns, they refuse to do so. Case in point: in Maryland, we have a homicide crisis. Uh, uh, Baltimore City is more dangerous uh, than uh, than cartel held cities in South America. That's how right. how 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 the homicide epidemic is. But still Democrats in the state of Maryland will not uh, will not charge if you're if you are if you are caught with an illegal firearm, it's a misdemeanor. Uh, a, drunk, a drunk driving offense in Maryland uh, is a greater crime than having an illegal firearm. So they don't want the guns. They do not want to take away the guns because, unfortunately, for the progressives, in their mind, it means, well, we're going to have to put more black men in jail. Right. This so, is, yeah. so therefore, they don't want to incarcerate. But when a tragedy happens, 
what they want to do is take away the guns. But who who do they go after? They go after law-abiding citizens. And I I challenge anyone. Absolutely. Show me the data on law-abiding citizens, legal gun owners, uh, participating in any kind of high rate of crime in this country. It doesn't exist. Well, yeah, no, no. In fact, just the opposite, right? We know, at least the the last statistics that I saw, 30,000 gun deaths a year, uh, of which... um, uh, of which um, 20,000 of them were suicides, leaving 10,000 homicides, of which I want to say it was, it, well, it was, it was not, I, it's, it was it's, far it's, less than 10, it was, it was less than it's a minuscule. It's less than a thousand were committed yeah. with with legal right. with legal. But, but my point is, is that if this they betray themselves. They, they and again, I wonder sometimes, uh, do they really want to solve the issues? You know, you, you mentioned that many of these progressive policies really the uh, the the queer theory critical race theory identity politics is really it, it's really uh uh, uh a revised uh, uh marxism but here's the thing and we know this and this is the wonderful thing about books and reading and history we know that even the marxists understand that marxism doesn't work uh, they admitted such. They're 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 going back to the fifties and sixties. There were committed Marxists who said, "You know what? No, the system doesn't work." Well, yeah. um, well, and 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 that sort of thing. Uh, we know that Marxism doesn't work. It, it has never worked anywhere. Uh, people say, "Well, look at China." Well, no, China decided. Oh. China decided in in, in the seventies and eighties uh, to take the Hong Kong model and allow for these so called safe zones for ent- enterprise. That's why China. Uh, why their economy grows is because they've allowed for limited free enterprise in in, in these so-called zones. I, I don't want to have an argument with you about this because I, I just literally this week's um, uh, lunch hour with Federal Newswire, I have an extensive conversation with Gordon Chang about this. It, it, it really is just as simple, Jerry, as it comes down to the Chinese Communist Party steals the intellectual property of other people. Right, yeah, of course. Right, right. Put it out. But, but, it, it but, has but, nothing. But, has nothing to do no, with, but you can't, but, with but, free but, enterprise you, zones. It's well, just, yeah. I don't know. You can't say that Hong Kong wasn't an economic miracle. No, no. Can't. Hong Kong was Hong Kong, but Hong right. Kong wasn't CCP. I mean, Hong Kong was Hong Kong. Hong Kong was, but Hong Kong is, but Hong Kong is CCP today, and it's still Hong Kong. Oh, okay, but okay, but Hong Kong because that's the agreement that they anyway. Sorry, but 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 I mean, but I know you're right. Yeah. But but regardless, again, uh, even with the theft of IP, the fact is, is that, you know, uh, you know, without without Hong Kong. Look, I I, look, I I, this is anecdotal. But when I coached football, I had a um, I had a a football player uh, whose father was a member of the uh, uh, Communist Party in China. uh, And he was the uh, uh, he was the. Uh, one of the richest men in China, and he yep. uh, and he he owned the largest hotel chain in China. Um, he was allowed to own hotels, yes, and he was allowed to engage in engage in commerce uh, because of, of of where he operated. You know, but my but the point still, right. State, the point still at the time the point still China was same. operating under the model of state sponsored capitalism. Right. right. So the the model the, the point still the same though. Communism, Marxism has failed everywhere, right. uh, from Cuba to China to to the Soviet Union. But here's the thing. Um, the Marxists, they don't care if it fails. Right. They just don't care because, in fact, 
they hope it's never fully implemented because many of the Marxists, think of it, to, many of the Marxists, who are the Marxists today? Well, it's academia, it's Hollywood, uh, it's the critical race theory people, it's the queer theory people, it's these progressives, it's equity, politics. They don't want their system to be imposed because they are the elite, they are the wealthy. And so, but they want the issue. They well, want, they want, they want, is the they, wanted, they want it implemented the way it's been implemented throughout time immemorial, which is to couch it in whatever ideals, whatever flavor it is, well, whether let, or let not it's, this. Well, hold on, let hold me on. Ask... Let me just finish my thought, Jerry, yeah. whether or not it's Marxist Leninism, whether or not it's Stalinism, right. whether or not it's, it's uh, Castroism, Maoism, whatever the bottom line is, they know that in whatever flavor of right. Marxism they're implementing, the elites are protected. You know, you right. have the nomenclatura and you have. You know, the, the the sort of the anyway, the party darlings go right. ahead. But but in real Marxism, the elites would not be protected. Of course not. No, right, they, right. Yeah, yes, so, yes, yes, yes. So yes. but 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 so here's the question. The question is, uh, uh does Eugene Robinson, the, the liberal columnist from the uh from the Washington Post, does Brandon Scott, uh, uh does uh, Barack Obama, you name the you name the uh liberal leader, do they truly want to solve the crime issue? No. Or the or the housing issue or the public education crisis? Of course not. No, because, because Rahm the, Emanuel, in a moment of honesty, said we right. never let the crisis go to waste. Yeah, right. And again, this is the this is the disconnect where 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 uh, where 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 citizens believe that these politicians have uh, their best interests. This, no, they don't. The politicians have self interest, which right. is why my my last point. Which is why the failure of journalism is such a tragedy, right. because the journalists, the honest actors could make plain the fact that these politicians. And let me for now themselves. add to this, because we could go in all kinds of directions. I know. And boy, Lord knows, because I one of the things I almost was going to mention was I had one of those interactions that Cameron Gray hates on Twitter. Um, you again with Twitter. I know. Stop talking about but, Twitter. We yeah, get in yeah, trouble. Yes. I, we I'm, get in I'm, trouble. Yes, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, but I, I, there's a conversation I want to have with you offline about this. Um, the, the, you know, you talk about the failure and then we're going to add something else into the mix, which is the folks who are supposed to be the honest brokers in the think tank world, the policy world, right. And, and the bastardization they're in and the uselessness they're in. And I sent Jerry a piece this morning. I am not going to throw this person under the bus. No, I, you I, know I, what I am. Uh, because, well, uh, well, our street, you throw our street, we can throw our street. Our street has a, um, has a, uh, a piece about tech issues today and, and about, and more actually it's not even about tech. It is about, it is written about, um, Republicans, uh, and their, and their oversight, their weaponization of government oversight committees and essentially which is which is the language of the left? Well, wholeheartedly, and and right. more to the point, embracing what the what the left. I mean, the, the right first and paragraph, where was, or second where, paragraph. Where was, was our street? Times. Right. Where was our street uh, pushing back against the J six politicized committee? Right. I don't and, remember and anything. So the point from is, is calling this taking in whole hog the New York Times. By the way, I will say this: I suspect it is it is based upon uh, the person the the entities that are funding this person's work. But the, although but, I, I, you know what, I, I purposefully didn't say that uh, to you offline okay. or now is because I don't like it when, when, when I'm accused of taking a position uh, because sure. I get energy money or pharma money, which I don't. Right, I, it, but Jerry, when right. when someone when someone comes out and says that um, um, that there is no problem that 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 there is no problem with 
or I'm sorry, that there is a big problem with Republicans going and investigating whether or not free speech rights were violated on big tech platforms. When it's someone who's supposed to be on the right, I am I am immediately su uh, suspicious of, of that. And the, the point in the end is. But let, that, let me can I, I throw right, something at you. Go ahead. Yeah. But he, let, let me throw this at you because it's very interesting. Um, Christopher Rufo, who's yeah. a. Uh, who's doing wonderful work at the Manhattan Institute on education policy, I mean, on education yeah. policy, on critical race theory, queer theory, on the, on the, on, on, on these issues. Um, he gets pushback sometimes because what he says is that uh, many of these uh, theories, critical race theory, gender theory, queer theory, identity politics, uh, they are allowed to uh, thrive uh, in the, uh, uh, in the uh, public sector setting, i.e., community colleges, public universities. And he said that they shouldn't be allowed to, that these are public entities and therefore that the, the, the power of purse strings, the power of sure. uh, the power of politics uh, it should be used to push back. Now, I understand why a libertarian would say, Whoa, wait a minute, then what's going to happen at these public institutions will only be uh, what is popular. And if you're doing some work that's controversial, well, you you run the risk of of, of losing your funding. To which Rus uh, Rufo uh, uh, responds, and that is, well, but your way is then to just cede the ground to the left. If you're not going to push back, if critical race theory I is thriving in these public universities and the the right won't push back because well you shouldn't use uh purse strings or the or or public monies to threaten the research well then what's happening is is you're giving up the entire field to the the other side right. and the bottom line is is that this is the problem of the right this is the david french problem sure David French does not want to engage on transgender issues because he thinks in a pluralistic society, uh, if you want to live this way, live that way, or you, and I agree with him in theory, but in practice, what's happening is the transgender movement is pushing out of the public square, the more traditional. Right. It gets uh, down to what we used to say. It used to be, if you wanted to be transgender and live your life that way, we have no problem with that. But now it's the concept of you will, you will, you know, you will be made yeah, right to care, but this is where but this is where our street gets it wrong uh so so our street is saying that uh, this committee uh is uh is dangerous because it'll it, it, it'll have the it'll have the um opposite impact on free speech and expression and such things but what our street what our street is then doing is conceding or ceding the ground to only the left being able to politicize it's only also, the left being also, able to stifle. But, okay. But also it is, it, it, they are, I think purposefully confusing the issue. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're yeah, wrong. Yeah. But they're wrong on the specifics. So this is my point It's right. very simple and straightforward. You know, it is inappropriate to use the power of government to silence your opponents in yes. any way, shape Period. or form. Period. It is not inappropriate to use the power of government to investigate those who are using the power of government to silence others. Right. That's that's the that's right. the fundamental issue here. And so when you say that we, you know, it's it's like, oh man, you know, you can go back to examples of during the Clinton administration in the Clinton years, um, or more to the point. Actually, let me use a, a slightly different example. Folks who criticized attempts at regulatory reform. Because attempts at regulatory reform 
were necessitated of uh, the use of the federal register and the notice and comment rulemaking process in order to engage in regulatory reform. Well, I thought you were against uh, burdening down the federal right. register with a whole bunch of uh, new pages. You're adding pages to the federal register, which is, by the way, to me, a stupid metric of, of regulatory burden. But set that aside, the, the point is you have to use the process of, of, of the Administrative Procedure Act and notice right. and comment rulemaking and, to go do. You have and, to use administrative executive orders in some cases to 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 go down this road of 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 doing these things. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. When when you have an administrative function uh, at, at, at any level of government captured uh, by the woke progressive agenda, uh, it it means tyranny for the rest of us. Yeah. And so the right has to become more comfortable uh, in engaging in these uh, public entities, in interventionist uh, 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 activities that the left has made uh, made perfect. Uh, we are all over the place on this, libertarians and conservatives, right. and then you have the R Street types. Are again, once again, the left is better organized, better funded, and they they know what they know, and they put their money where their they put their money where their mouth is. Uh, the right, we're debating this. That right. you said that you said that R Street piece to me, and I was outraged over it, right? Uh, because it's it's regardless of the potential funding. They're doing it for funding. And again, I, I don't want to make that accusation because that's what sure. the left does. But it's it's still it's so it's insidious. It's wrong. It's wrong it's, on any yeah. level, regardless of who might right. be paying for it or not paying for it. Hey, right. Jerry, unfortunately, we're running short on time here. When are you uh, on uh, WBAL next? I am on WBAL Friday, February 17th. Got it. And then, of and course, Sunday, so, Sunday, uh, every Sunday, Sunday it's Jerry. Jerry. Yeah. And again, I'll, I said this last week on the Jerry Rogers show, WBAL uh, News Radio. Uh, go to WBAL, uh, go to podcasts, and check uh, check Jerry Rogers. I know the Sunday show is seven to ten, and some of you are at church, some of you might be sleeping. But the fact of the matter is, the podcast is there uh, that you can enjoy it uh, at any time of the day and any day of the week. If you also enjoy, let me just yeah. let me just let me just give a, a pitch for for this. Uh, we are going to. At Real Clear Policy now, uh, we are going to be updating uh, a podcast uh, 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 section where you can hear what uh, what we think are some of the most interesting conversations. And of course, Andrew and Jerry Save the World uh, will be a feature there. In fact, Jerry, Jerry, uh, Andrew and Jerry Save the World is featured there right now yep. from last week's show. Look for this show uh, where you look for it, Transistor. Uh, Apple, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. But also look for Andrew and Jerry at uh, Real Clear Policy. Please do. Hey, Jerry, listen, before we go, I do want to say this much. Um, um, we had a conversation last week on the show uh, in which we talked about one of our listeners. And I, I expressed some frustration in terms of how this listener contacted me and just sort of uh, contacted me and Jerry and, and sort of got the same messages over and over again. It was part and parcel of the conversation where Jerry brought um, up the issue of accidentally logging into my my Twitter yes. account. I did it again today, by the way. Oh, there, there you go. But I didn't tweet, uh, though. I didn't tweet. That's fine. That's fine. So the the point is, I. In fact, before you before you say this, yeah, very important thing. So I uh, uh, so I have a piece this week at Real Clear Policy on Medicare Advantage. Yeah. On on the president saying that Medicare cuts are off the table. 
So I, I write a piece that if this is true, Medicare Advantage, which is a uh, Medicare Part C, it's Medicare, but delivered by the private sector. It is incredibly popular, efficient, cost-effective. Uh, seniors love it. Uh, yet the Biden administration is cutting it or threatened to cut it, which, again, breaks his promise not to cut Medicare. I have a piece on this at Real Clear Policy. This is what this is my point. So uh, I went to share it on, on Facebook, Andrew, and it says share to a page or to a page you have access to. And I, I did. And instead of going to the Jerry Rogers show page, it went to the Andrew Langer show page. Oh, there you go. Well, you can always <laughs> share stuff there, Jerry. You are you are very. Well, you have you have some important my, to say. My, 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 my point. Sorry. My point is this. We, we have a. a uh, we have listeners that that we consider, as Jerry and I have talked about, to be the inner circle. You know, folks who are yes. who are, are 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 the top level listeners. Um, frankly, and, the the type of listener uh, 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 that that legitimizes why we yeah. I just was expressing frustration in that I was getting messages from this person at a bunch of different pages, and when the people message Jerry, it pops up on my phone, which is fine. Um, I feel badly that this person was upset by this, and I apologize for that. The, you know, this I, person I, should know that you're just a big old pain in the butt. Well, that's very true. Yes, I can. <laughs> I have my curmudgeonly moments, as, as you know, like anybody else. But we love this person's listenership and support. Um, we are. I am very sorry. Well, I consider this guy a buddy. So yeah. Um, yes. Uh, if he wants to stay angry with you, that's fine. With that's me. fine. That's that's certainly fine. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, check out. Uh, no, I'm lunch. joking. Andrew check Langer. Out- is my best buddy. I know. I love this guy. And I just call Jerry there, Honey. So you know, there, he's been there is there there it. there is no better man. Uh, so there you go. And oh, by the way, love. Uh, happy Valentine's Day, belated. Happy Valentine's to you as well. I I actually reminded Jerry that yesterday was Valentine's Day as I was out running errands. Um, you did it right. I was joking. I knew it was okay, Valentine's there. Day. Right, I had I mean, a nice. I don't know. Uh, at at seven thirty this morning, I had a nice uh, yesterday uh, morning. Uh, ba- yesterday morning a basket and flowers and chocolates for my beautiful wife. Oh, that's good. Very nice. Very nice. So, so uh, this week's uh, lunch hour, Gordon Chang. Next week, and Jerry, this is. I mean, this, 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 uh, you know, I, I love the lunch hour, by the way, and I'm looking forward to this uh, this conversation. You'll look forward to next week's as well. Stephen Meyer from the Discovery Institute. Yes, we asked, talking about this. We asked the question. You know, it, it, what is 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 the universe? Is there intelligent design of our of our universe and life on Earth? Uh, so go and check that out, Jerry. What do you want people to do? Uh, find the truth, plant your feet, and stand firm. God bless you. Have a great week, everybody. Have fun and please stay safe.